Okay, so the reading is from Acts 2, verses 1 to 21. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages and other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the words of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you so much, Sonia, for that reading. Well, good morning. Welcome to Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is one of the most exciting days in the church calendar. Hopefully you are excited. And there's a, there's a lovely post by the pastor, Pete Gregg, who he posted this morning, which I read. He said this, Pentecost marks the birth of a 2,000-year-old, 2 billion-strong, revolutionary movement of justice and love in almost every tribe and tongue. How awesome is that? That's what we're celebrating this morning. And this was the day that the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit was given out to all Christians, not just the disciples, but everyone who follows Jesus. At that time, 2,000 years ago, and today and in the future, we all receive this wonderful promise or gift of the Holy Spirit. And the question I'd love to ask you this morning, whether you're young, small child, or whether you're old, or whether you're one of our senior members or retired, this is a question for all of you. What does Pentecost mean for you today? What does Pentecost mean for you today? What does it mean if you, all you really want to do is just kick a ball in the park or you've got exams going on or you're thinking about what's going on in the world? What does Pentecost mean for you today? But I've brought a few things along to help us think about that question in a bit. But before we continue, shall we pray?
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Pentecost, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each one of us, young or old. Speak to us this morning of what this means today. In Jesus' name, amen. The first thing that Pentecost means is that God is with you. God is with you. In that reading, verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in verse 17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Everyone receives the Holy Spirit. God is with you. So I've brought along um, a Nerf gun this morning. This is a very unusual Nerf gun because it doesn't fire bullets like normal ones. This fires water. And, um, and you'll know in, in, in the Bible that water is a sign of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said they are going to receive streams of living water, those who follow me, which is the Spirit which they would later receive. So this Nerf gun receives water. And if I was to put water into this Nerf gun, later on I'll take this home with me. The water would still be in the gun. If I was to give to one of you to take home, you'd carry it. The water would be in the gun. Whether you go to the park later or during the week, you go shops or you go on a trip somewhere and you take the gun with you, the water will still be there. This, this represents, you have to use your imagination this morning. This represents you and me this morning. So wherever you take this gun, the water goes. And it's the same for us when we're filled with the Spirit. Wherever we go, the Spirit goes with us. We take the presence of God wherever we go, whether we go to the shops, to the park, to family gatherings, if we're filled by the Spirit, we take the presence of God wherever we go. You're never alone. That's why Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the age. Jesus couldn't be everywhere. But when he went, he ascended. We celebrated the ascension um, a week or so ago. Um, he said, I will send you this gift, this promise, this person called the Holy Spirit, that I will be with you always. Whatever you're going through, I will be with you. And it's through this Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that we get to know God. We get to enter this relationship. We receive God's love. Romans 5.5 5 says, God pours his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he gives us. Because of the Spirit, we're never alone. You can know God loves you. You can read about it. You can know it in your head. But we experience it by the Holy Spirit. And if you've never experienced the love of God, I'd love to encourage you today to invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you so that you can begin to experience and encounter the Holy Spirit for yourself. So that's the first thing. God is with you. He's always with you, whatever you're going through. The second thing is God works in you. He's not only with you, but he's working in you all the time. And he does this by the Holy Spirit. So if I have my Nerf gun, which is me and you, remember, use your imagination, and um, I try and use it, nothing's happening. Without water, this is kind of useless. It looks okay on the outside, looks like just me and you. But without water, nothing's happening. It's just empty. It's not doing what it was designed to do. And that's the same for you and me. We can try and get through life without the Spirit. We will struggle, we'll be tempted, there'll be challenges, there'll be problems, there'll be addictions. Without the Spirit, we can't do what we're called to do, what we're designed to do, what God calls us to do. We can't live for God without the Holy Spirit. There's a lovely verse in the Old Testament in the book of Ezekiel which talks about this change or this transformation that happens when the Spirit comes into our life. Ezekiel says this, God says, I will give you a new heart, I will put my Spirit in you and I will move you to follow my decrees and to keep my laws. What does that mean? I love 
hiking, I love climbing mountains. Our church warden, Goriath, actually, is doing the Three Peaks Challenge this week. Um, as part of me, that's really envious. As part of me, that's not envious because it's hard work. But I love climbing and walking. And when we go and climb mountains, you put a backpack on and you put loads of food and supplies and water and flask of coffee. And as you start to set off climbing your mountain, this backpack weighs you down. It's like so heavy. And then you stop, you have a bit of a break, you have some fruit or some chocolate. I keep chocolate in my backpack. Have some coffee and some water. And then slowly as you climb up and you start to eat, everything in your, your backpack, the backpack gets lighter because all that food is inside you. And what that food does is gives you energy to get to the top of the mountain. The backpack's lighter, the food's inside you. It gives you energy and power to climb to the top of the mountain. Ezekiel is saying that's what God does by his spirit. He says, I put my spirit inside you and all these rules and commands and the way you want to live, all the things that you're struggling with that are weighing you down. I'm now taking those things and putting them in your heart by my spirit. And it's this wonderful desire and joy and yearning to live for God. Fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. All those things come into our hearts and they start to grow in our hearts. I mean, I don't know about you, but who wants more peace when you're going through troubles in life? Who wants more joy when you're feeling down? Who wants to be more patient? Who wants more self-control to eat the right foods and to go to the gym and run and do all the things we need to do to keep ourselves healthy? The Spirit places those things in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. God is working in you, and he changes you and me to be more like Jesus. We can't do it by ourselves. We need the gift of the Holy Spirit. God is with you, but he also works in you. He's with you whatever you're going through, but he's working in you to change you, to help you, and to make you the sort of person that Jesus wants you and me to be. And then the last thing, the third thing, is God works through you. He's with you, he's in you, but he's also working through you. Verse 17 says this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. God's Holy Spirit is for others. God works through us so we can meet the needs of others. My former vicar was a lovely guy called Sandy, and he used to say, I used to think the Holy Spirit was for me, so I could connect with God and have a deeper relationship with him, which he is. And then he said, then I realized the Holy Spirit was for me so I can bless people in the church and they can bless me, which he is. He said, then I realized the Holy Spirit is so we can take the good news of Jesus outside the walls of the church and bless the community. The Spirit comes so we can make a difference and an impact in our community, in our circles, in our workplaces, with our neighbors, with our friends, with our families. So if this was us, and it's empty at the moment, and we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit, then we just kind of fill it up. And the great thing about the Holy Spirit is, when Paul says, beyond, keep on being filled by the Holy Spirit, we can never just have a little bit, we can just keep filling and keep filling, and we can come back for more and more and more. There's no end to what God can give to us. And then we're full of the Holy Spirit, and this is wonderful. Wherever we go, we take the Spirit with us, but also we can bless each other. But the great thing about this, the great thing about the Spirit is when we're filled and we share with the Holy Spirit, we can share the good news of Jesus with every single other person we come across. So we can share with everyone. 
and I hate everyone to miss out on, the, on this side as well. Share the Holy Spirit. How do we share the Holy Spirit? How do we take the Spirit out of here and share it with everyone? How do we share the Holy Spirit? One of the things that happened in Pentecost was the disciples were filled with boldness and courage. So the main thing that happened when the Spirit came, they had this new boldness. Those who were fearful were hiding. Suddenly, like Peter, stood up and gave the first sermon of the church. And we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit to be bold in our faith so we can go and tell the world, a broken world, about the good news of Jesus. But also we can pray for people, pray for people who are sick and are ill, pray that they would be healed. We can pray for people to feel peace when they go through the storms. We can pray for people to just experience the joy of the Lord when they're feeling down. We can pray for people to be filled by the Holy Spirit themselves. Every single one of us can do that. Because it's not about us, it's about the Spirit. Without Him, we're just empty. With Him, <laughs> we have power. Jesus said in the beginning of Acts, he said, um, guys, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And then later on he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Well done. In Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. When the Spirit comes, that's when we receive power. We're going away as a church um, to a place called Focus this summer. It's wonderful just to go away and camp together. And some of us don't like camping, but it'll be okay. We'll, we'll encourage and cheer each other up every day. And I think there's about 30 or 40 of, 40 of us signed up at the moment. And I remember years ago, I was at Focus, and a group of youth, young people, came out of one of the tents. They're about 10 or 11 years old. And they came over to me, and they, they're with their youth leaders. And they said, we've been learning all about the Holy Spirit, and we'd love to pray for you to be filled by the peace of the Lord by, through his Holy Spirit. So I was kind of had a sort of a hot dog in my one hand and a coffee in the other hand. But I said, yeah, go for it. And all these young people just laid hands on me and they prayed that I would be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and experience something of his peace. And as they were praying for me, I experienced the most overwhelming, wonderful peace I think I'd ever experienced before. Just these 10 and 11 year olds praying for me, God using them. Because anyone can do that. We just need to be bold and step out and say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you bless this person? The Holy Spirit is with you wherever you go, whatever you're going through. He works in you, but he also longs to work through you so that wherever you go, you're able to make a difference and an impact to those that you meet. Shall we pray? If you're able, would you like to stand? And when we pray for the Holy Spirit to come, this isn't something which you have to do. You don't need to engage. If it's something you don't want to do, that's totally okay. We're not here to force anyone to do anything here at St. Saviour's Church. But I often wonder, why wouldn't you want the Holy Spirit? Why wouldn't you want to have the presence of God wherever you go? Why wouldn't you want the Holy Spirit? Why wouldn't you want to have the God himself working in you to give you the strength to overcome some of the things that all of us struggle with. Why wouldn't you want the Holy Spirit to work through you so you have an impact wherever you go, whether it's with family, friends, neighbours, whether it's in the, the queue or someone cuts you up on the road at the Sunbury Cross roundabout, 
to have that wonderful stillness and calmness and self-control? Why wouldn't you want to receive the gift, the promise, which they waited hundreds of years for? It was poured out on Pentecost. The disciples received it before that, when Jesus breathed on them. They received it at Pentecost. They received it a third time in the upper room. And that's why Paul says, keep on going and be filled by the Holy Spirit. It's not a, a once and for all occasion. You know, God doesn't run empty. We run empty. God has an endless supply. We just need to keep coming before him and say, more, Lord, more of your spirit. More of your peace, more of your joy. More of your patience, more of your faith, so I can believe in the things, the miracles that you want to do in my life and the life of others. More of your power. Would you use me? That when I pray for people, your spirit comes and they change. When I pray for situations, your spirit comes and those situations change. That you answer my prayers in such a wonderful and powerful and awesome way. So this Pentecost Sunday is an opportunity for each one of us to be filled again. So come Holy Spirit, it's the oldest prayer in the church. Come Holy Spirit. And you receive the Spirit in your life, you receive just to be filled again just by faith and just by gratitude, just by saying thank you Lord. Thank you for your Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Whatever you need this morning, just say, Lord, I need more of that. I need more of your presence. Life's tough at the moment. It's a bit lonely. I just need to know that you're with me. I need more of your peace or your joy or your love. There's some mountains. There's things going off. And I just need peace for this. Just ask the Lord, bring me your peace, please. Come, Holy Spirit. Maybe it's just the boldness, the courage, the faith to step out for Jesus. To tell that person that God loves them. To say, can I pray for you? I think when I offer to pray for people, I think only once someone said they don't want prayer. 99.9% of the times, people always say, thank you. Thank you that you care. Thank you that you're willing to pray for me, even if they don't know Jesus. People still want to receive prayer, still willing to accept it. Come, Holy Spirit, come and fill us with your power to live and to work for you. We're just going to pause for a moment. We're just going to continue to receive from him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit. you need just ask him he does immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine just ask thank you Jesus
Father, we thank you this morning for the gift, for the promise of your spirit. We thank you that you are always with us, that you never leave us. We thank you that you're working inside us, even now, to make us more like you, that we can overcome, that we can live in victory. And we thank you, Lord, that we work with you, you work through us. Without you, we can do nothing. We're just empty. But with you, we can do all things. And that you long for us to be your hands and your feet to make a difference in this broken world. Thank you, Jesus.